You are listening to Zen and the Art of Triathlon. All right, I'm here with Doug, and what's your last name? Uh, Schletz. Schletz, who uh, we just finished the Xterra Blue Bonnet. Yep. And uh, you came up uh, while we were uh, not loading up my bikes yet. I'm going to enjoy some beer. So it's pretty good. Like, um, do you think it's an IPA? It tastes pretty good. I, I don't know. It's a beer. Mm-hmm. You know, what it is, I mean, we're in, we're in that part of Texas, so probably Beer's IPA. Good. That's yeah. very popular. Yeah. And uh, we just finished the Xterra Blue Bonnet. Yep. Yeah. And... The water was cold. So cold. Yeah. So cold. Yeah. <laughs> and you said that you recognized me, not from me, but from Kai. Yes, from Kai. Yeah. yeah I saw him on the mountain bike trail. I'm like, I saw the last name and I said, are you Kai? Yeah. He said, yes. And I rode by. Oh, you asked him while he was running? I did. He, oh. No, when he was riding. When he was riding? I, I go, because I saw the, your last name. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, are you Kai? He goes, Oh, because yes. he's got his last name on this. Because he's got, this. His, he's got yeah. his, his youth triathlon jersey on or yeah. a suit. Kit. Yeah. So. Yeah. So the swim, the water's 62 degrees, which for us here was cold, really, really cold. Really cold. Yeah. And then uh, here's your friend right here. Here's my friend Mark. He just uh, is his hey. first triathlon. This hey, is, how's it going? This is Brett Blank- Blankner. He's the <laughs> podcaster I told you oh, about. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I grabbed my recorder. I thought I'd interview him. I was totally geeking out. And uh, yeah, so you came up to me at the uh, trans or uh, at the car and said. Uh, <laughs> Are you Kai? Are you Brett? And I said, yeah. And then you uh, asked with if I could sign your uh, swim, cap. swim cap. I get so excited. I said, <laughs> I was so excited too. Yeah. I felt like a total. I'm boy. like, man, it's actually it funny. Feel- you are the. I've never gotten like a celebrity autograph. Now. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that I'm saying you're a celebrity, but if you want to be, you can. Yeah. Um, but- I'm a uh, C grade niche ce- celebrity. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, and this is Kai's first autograph. So yeah, yeah. I said, uh, Kai, come over here. You got to sign this. Right. I want to get a picture of it before yes, we're uh, before we're done. Uh, so he can have a picture. Awesome. And um, you said that you listened to uh, Zintri while you're while you well, were in Afghanistan. The first time I started listening to your podcast is when I was deployed. Uh-huh. I was deployed to Afghanistan. I found your podcast because I had done triathlons before that, uh-huh. and found yours and, and listening mm-hmm. to it ever since. Did you find it was like uh, I get sometimes that people uh, enjoy it because it's if they're from Texas, they're hearing a Texas voice or areas. No, because like I'm from Chicago originally. Oh. Oh, yeah? So it was. What part was, of Chicago? Uh, I grew up on the southwest side, uh, a okay. uh, little suburb called Palos Hills. Okay. okay. I lived in Hoffman Estates for two summers. Oh, okay. Doing construction uh, out there on the Sears World Trade Center. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I would listen to I would listen to them when just in my room hanging out, and yeah. then I'd actually I would listen to them on the way to like medevac missions just to distract my head yeah, from yeah, yeah. what I'm about to have to the do. The podcast I like listening to. Um, stuff you should know, I think, and it's just two guys talking. And it's like it's like science and facts and history and stuff like that, but it's just kind of drones, you know. Right. But it's relaxing, and yeah. and I'll, I can listen to it. And after about 20, 30 minutes, sometimes people tell me they listen to me to help them fall asleep, <laughs> and I'm like, that's cool. Like I don't care whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, and uh, just like just nice conversation right. and stuff, and yeah, it keeps you company. Yeah, and it was just something yeah. that it was something that I could think about that was like that was something I enjoyed that wasn't. Uh, a horrible call yeah, yeah, <laughs> that yeah. I was about to yeah. go do, so I could just relax and listen to you. 
whether it was about triathlon or whether it was about Zen, either yeah. one was yeah. actually just something that was, yeah. you know, calming in a way. I'm so excited. There's a guy at work I just found out a couple of days ago that wants to learn about Zen. Nice. And I was like, dude, you found the right guy. Like, yeah, I, yeah, uh, I know a lot about it. I don't know if I'm qualified to teach it, but I can tell you what I know. Right. And, but he's like really excited. Well, so that's like, the whole idea is what you know is you kind of find it yourself. Yeah. You know? That is the whole point of the whole, right. of the whole thing. So, uh, uh, let's see, we did a 800 meter swim, yes. which was a punch fest for me. And then, um, 12 mile bike ride about yeah. maybe 13. I think it was 13, right? About 13. It felt, and then I felt like 50. It's supposed to be like six K, but I think it was a little shorter than that. You think? At least okay. my legs felt like it was shorter yeah. than that. And then, um, I really enjoyed the run. Like, uh, I miss trail running a lot. So mm-hmm. that was really nice. And I had my old foot injury. It wasn't hurting me. And I was just loving it. Like, oh, good. and it took me about a mile and I kind of like settled in. Right. Yeah. And I was watching my heart rate. Uh, were you watching your heart rate? No, I don't watch anything when I run, okay. <laughs> when I race at all. I've learned that like for me, uh, watching my heart rate and then like starting off, keep it kind of medium and then towards the end, like push it towards the max, knowing what my max is. And then, uh, let's see, uh, what, what are your, um, what are the rest of the races this year? Uh, I'm going to do actually Mark and I, uh, this was kind of a, a, um, like a shakeout race to see if I could actually run. Uh, the four miles because we're gonna do we're signing up for Ironman 70.3 um, Tempe Arizona oh cool so we're gonna be in Tempe in, in October but yeah because I I hurt are my they hip. doing it the same day as the uh, as the full Ironman I don't think I think the full's the next okay. the next month or month yeah because um, about about five six years ago now I, I broke my hip in a helicopter crash oh. and so since then I've had problems almost like a tear in my you calf. crashed in a helicopter actually that was terrifying. I don't remember most of it. Ah. <laughs> I was unconscious. Maybe for a some good of it on purpose. And and the and the medic gave me some good for said. So what made the helicopter crash? We all shot at. No, we were going in for a dust landing, going to pick up some patients, and got disoriented and hit the side of a mountain. Maybe I should go work with her. Oh yeah, she's always wanting to go right. work at a prison. You know. I won't even as work as a prison. You the flight flight is awesome. Flight nurses okay. We're always hiring up there in Care Flight up there in Dallas. That would be impressive. I think that would be cool. Right? The flight suits. Nothing. Nothing Nothing makes anybody sexier than a flight suit. Men or women. Yeah? We do most of our work. So you broke your hip. I did. I broke my hip, broke my hand, and I kind of tore up my face. Yeah. And uh, we had a pretty bad at all head injury. If you had any. Yeah, uh, they did a good job. There's like yeah. just a little scar here, a little scar here. And then oh, now I can see it. Yeah. If you, look you know, there's this thing where if guys have scars on their faces, it makes them more attractive. Right. That's what my wife says. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. Girl, girls. I used to have this shirt that I got in Durango, Colorado when I was in college. I went on a field trip and uh, I went mountain biking and stuff. And in the mountain bike shop, I got this uh, Cannondale t-shirt that said, Chicks, uh, pain is temporary. Glory is forever. Chicks dig, chicks dig scars. scars. I love that. Yeah. I love Bones that heal. Chicks dig scars. That's right. right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Especially on your face, right? It just because right. then yeah. it can seal. Yeah, you know, yeah. you look dangerous. <laughs> but not not so much. That hey, it's Emily. But Emily, he's got a scar from the helicopter crash on his face. Oh, what? That's really cool. That's where I hit him. That's where I hit him. Did you hear what she said? She goes, "That's really cool." Yeah. 
That's from dog bite a long yeah. time ago, yeah. yeah. And the hip is only just like, there's like a hematoma right here that oh. hasn't gone away. Because it really? tore, when it broke the hip, it tore my uh, hip uh, abductor. It just get, like kind of pulled it off of it. And what kind of helicopter were you in? Uh, Black Hawk. Okay. Medevac helicopter. Yeah. Black Hawk down! Yeah. Yeah. It was. He lived it. It yes, was. I know. <laughs> it was. It was. That really did happen. Yeah. Cool. Impressed. All right. So okay. So you're gonna do 70.3 Tempe. Yep. And, and you and did you say Frank? Mark. Mark. Okay. And we're gonna. There was a K in there. I got it. I got and it. And then to get ready for it, we're doing kind of the, the the sprint Olympic Olympic, and then we're doing the X, X try up in up near Dallas, I think somewhere. It's like a. Oh, it's I like saw a half, that. It's halfway between an Olympic and the. Half yeah, I saw that. That was like pretty a, cool because there's an aqua bike, you know, where you do the swim and the right. bike, and it was unusually long. Yes. It wasn't a half Ironman, but it was right. unusually it was like long. Right it's like a fifth. The fifty mile. Fifty mile bike ride or yeah. something like that. And I was like, "Ooh, that looks cool." Because I'm thinking about doing aqua bikes. Oh, cool! To to um, so that I don't, so I can keep healing on my run on my foot, uh, and just kind of keeping it easy on the run. Um, so maybe like a year or two of doing aqua bikes, and then uh, just kind of let it heal. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, oh, cool! Awesome! Okay, I think we're set. All right, how was your race? It was good. Good. First, you've been interviewed at a triathlon finish line, like you're a celebrity. No, no, I've never been interviewed. Period. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was that one time, but yeah, there different. was one time it was it was for something else. Yeah. It was in a we'll room. Just keep that. Yeah. <laughs> it was in a room. Yeah, they had a lamp, and they were like, "Where were you? Where were you on this certain date at a certain time?" I didn't do it. <laughs> so, uh, what kind of bike? Oh, what kind of bikes are you guys on? Uh, I'm on a uh, Trek. Uh, fuel or Trek Top Fuel Eight, I think. With and I got the Di Two shifters. I bought myself. Oh, was, how's electronic shifting? Awesome. It was yeah. awesome out here because because it, it self adjusts if it starts to skip. So halfway oh. through, I felt it. I got a little mud in there. I felt it get a little clinky for a I while, and then it, it kind of yeah, it just must like little micro adjustments. Oh, okay. And what were you on? Cannondale Lefty uh, Rush, old one. Yeah. Yep. What year is it? Do you think? It's uh, 07. 06, 06, 06. Okay. I used to have a Cannondale Super V. With the 26-inch wheels from 1995, it was a full suspension, and it had 60 millimeters of travel in the front. It had a head shock right. in the front, but then it had 100 in the back. It was the most unbalanced. I, I had yeah. a lefty before I had uh, yeah. had the or had a I had the Super V before I had the Rush. Yeah. <laughs> Those were awesome they were. when they came out. Yeah, yeah I loved that bike. I only sold it because I wanted uh, I'd gotten in the road trap on, and I wanted to you know get buy a tri bike, right. and so I needed money. <laughs> Sold a motorcycle and my mountain bike. So, so uh, how, how are you? Are you going to do the? You're going to do the seventy point three as well, right? Have you ever done one before? No, no. So, what's your uh, what's your plan for? Uh, is the is it pretty flat? It's a flat. It's a the Tempe Arizona one is a flat course. The bike is flat. The runs flat, and the the swims in a closed, no current. So, it's supposed to be fairly easy if the temperature is down. Yeah, what, what what's the date of it? It's uh, October 23rd, I believe. Uh, but I'm used to the running. I've done marathons, so the 
the 13 mile on a flat course is not too good. That's not, 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 not too hard, but yeah. it's a biking that I got to get used to. So yeah. What do you do uh, for bike training? I have a cyclops trainer and uh, do a lot of that. And then you do I, Zwift yet? Yes, I do. Yeah. As really? What's, what's your name on Zwift? Uh, TX Mark 74. Okay. Maybe just, I'll see you out there. I just started uh, a few months ago and I mean, I put like an hour ride in every day and just try to yeah me too do, do, like i ride as much as i can do, do hill training on the bike yeah. and i really hadn't rode the i have a kestrel all carbon uh bike uh-huh. and i haven't rode it one time yet but um you just started on zwift have you earned the uh triathlon bike yet uh no okay. I think so I'm you're doing four. okay after a while you can earn the tri bike and the thing is is the tri bike doesn't give you any drafting benefit and so that's kind of cool to practice that, like the the misery <laughs> of, and then for training though, I've just recently went back to riding the road bike because you get this drafting, like the slingshot effect. And it's kind of, kind of fun to like gamify the whole thing. So the, the swim is, today's swim was cold. So it kind of, as soon as you hit the water, your chest tight and you can't breathe. Yeah. So my form completely went out, out the window, but I still yeah. beat him. <laughs> I thought I was swimming. had to like yeah i thought about breaststroking oh i rolled over on my back and i did backstroke for a few times yeah and then uh i never i felt like i was swimming up like towards the sky because i was having to swim with my head above the water so much yeah 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 uh when we got in and swam uh practice swimming i got an ice cream headache for a second from the cold yeah yeah all right well, it's good talking to you guys. You too. Thank you very much. All right. Good Thank job. You. Thank you. Did you grab your beer, Mark? No. Where? No, it's on the next page. Uh, next page. Third place. Ah, okay. Oh, I missed one. Third place, Kai Blanker. Well, all right, that was my interview after the finish line at an Xterra that I just did. And I'll talk more about that race in the next episode. It's great content for a whole other episode. I don't want to make this episode too long because I already have a bunch of stuff to talk about. But uh, things to look forward to is I thought I might die twice during that race. (laughs) One time during the swim, I totally get how... People could uh, have a heart attack or whatever happens in the swim because it was absolutely crazy. And then uh, going down a uh, gully, I completely ate it uh, over the handlebars and crashed uh, head first into some bushes. And uh, that actually happened too fast for me to wonder if I was going to die or not. But anyway, that's some uh, really good stuff. Had a really good time racing against Kai. Uh, We're going to talk about a different race that I did, a St. Patrick's Day race, an on-road triathlon, thank God. Uh, I actually really like the, the, uh, I like the off-road stuff even better. But uh, that's going to be uh, the rest of the show. We're going to talk about that. And uh, just a couple cool little things. Uh, This show is full of all kinds of cool training tips. And also, I just got done putting uh, Velo plugs in my... A rear wheel of my um, of my triathlon bike, my uh, my uh, track speed concept, and the latex flat 
latex tube flat that I had uh, came from probably going through a rim hole. Ended up cutting it. So you can buy these little things called uh, Velo plugs. And you tap, tap, tap them in into the, which actually is an art all in itself. I learned after I broke about three of them uh, how to actually do it. Then after that, I felt kind of like I was a master, like a master uh, blacksmith, craftsman, <laughs> tapping these things in. And then I was online reading about how uh, somebody was saying that their rims got hot on a big descent and exploded the latex tubes because they didn't have rim tape and they just had velo plugs. And I went and put rim tape over the velo plugs, which adds almost no weight whatsoever. So do that. Velo plugs to keep from getting flats and uh, rim tape back over it. Just to, be, just to be sure if you're having problems with that kind of thing. And then also this morning I went for a long ride on Zwift and I am so happy to say that they have finally added enough flat-ish, uh, not incredibly difficult terrain to get in long rides where you can ride for a couple, three hours, and it doesn't get uh, mind-numbingly boring. So what they did is they added the um, the desert expansion pack. And you go on YouTube and look up uh, uh, videos of of how uh, where to get on it, and and it's pretty flat-ish. And it's um, 15, 20 minutes long. But anyway, you can connect it uh, to some other stuff. And now I've got this huge loop. Uh, you can look on my uh, Zwift. I'm Brett Blankner or Zen Tri or Zen Triathlon on Zwift. And I call that route uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Because it actually looks more like Russia, I think, probably. But anyway, the outline of it uh, looks like Russia or China a little bit. And... Basically, if you start from where you usually start and then take a left and then go do the desert and then connect back to where it drops back in and then go do the volcano flat outer rim route and then back to uh, where you started again down by the waterfront, then that uh, at 20, uh, 23 miles an hour, that's uh, 40 minutes and today I did three laps of that. I did two one way, and then I reversed it and did the uh, the other way. And it was awesome. And it's underwater. It's coastline. It's desert. It's through caves, sort of. And uh, what else does it go? Through a volcano. I mean, like, it's all this stuff. It is awesome. And so now I've... The problem is, is a lot of the routes, if you have a smart trainer... A lot of the routes are um, are so hilly that uh, you have to dial it down a lot, and it makes it not very. It makes every ride like really difficult, and it's like sometimes if you want to do long distance triathlon, endurance riding, you can't have all these hills. You need to be able to just go kind of flat. And also, if you want to do interval work, if it's flatter, then you can pick when you want to do the hills. You can uh, throw down the gearing into the big gears and up the resistance, which is really good for sweet spot training. And you can't do that when there's a 8% grade, you know, every three minutes or so. But anyway, 
I'm really excited about that. That's really cool. Everybody go check that out. I have a little bit of a uh, sponsorship note. We have uh, Triathlon Terran's uh, video service here, the protriathlontraining.com. And I went and checked it out. He sent me an email, Taryn and our buddies, and he sent me an email and he said, hey, check this out. And it's a, it's a, a training platform of videos and even uh, audio only. So kind of like a podcast of triathlon training tips. And I, uh, of course, I went and clicked on the one with Lucy Charles in it first, swimming. <laughs> Dude, you can sell anything with Lucy Charles uh, swimming in it because she is so awesome and swims so good. And I was really impressed. I was like, this is really cool because it's, um, it's real advice about how to really uh, train and race. And uh, swimming is the area, my area of ex expertise where I, I actually really know a lot about what works and what doesn't. And they were nailing it. They were saying stuff that was just so spot on. And I, and I was like, this is the real deal. So it's this whole platform of uh, where you can subscribe uh, and get all these uh, triathlon training tips. And it's fun because you can sit on the trainer and watch the uh, videos. You can listen to the audio version and, uh, you know, be like biking or, or running or like I was uh, changing out uh, rim tape. <laughs> and, uh, and of course, video is always the best because you can see what people are doing. But check this out. It's uh, swimming, biking, and running and a whole bunch of other stuff. And it's Lucy Charles, Sarah True, Cam Worf, and Miranda Carfrey. And not just them, but others as well. And it's uh, it's just really, really nice. And it's not really like, uh, it's not training plans. It's just, they're, they're one-time online courses. So it's not ongoing training. So it's like a compliment. It's like Zen, you know. It doesn't replace your current religion. It's a compliment. It's a way of thinking. And it's a pointer. And it's awesome. So go check that out at protriathlontraining.com. I went and checked it out. And I'm excited about it. I'm going to watch some more. And I really like it. So I'm going to tell Taryn that. Okay, so the last thing I want to mention, I've been following Taryn's uh, increased fat-burning uh adventures and the last video he just posted seems like it's it's working and i'm a big fan of this so i want everybody to go to check this out this is uh really cool because basically in the end uh increasing your fat burning so that you can not be so dependent on carbs and going along when you go long distance because if you're really carb dependent you can't eat enough carbs carbs only have they have less than half the calories as fat and you want to be able to tap into your body fat, uh, and that's and this is the problem that most people have whenever they go uh, long distance in an Ironman and they start bonking on the run, is they've kind of run out of energy, and they're so used to using just carbs uh, that they can't tap into this uh, this fat. So you don't eat fat during the during the race, but your body your body carries fat. So the middle path in the end is. Where you want to get to eventually is um, your diet needs to be have a nice way more fat in it. We need to quit avoiding fat in our diet, and that's what I found out. And once you're there and you get over your fear of fat, it's kind of like uh, being a vegan. 
gets you over your fear of veggies if, if you eat the right way uh, to be a vegan. It gets you over your fear of veggies and then you start eating fiber and veggies all the time and, even, and you start getting, being a whole lot healthier and, and uh, do, you, do you really need to be 100% vegan all the time? Probably not. So the, uh, the fat burning and the uh, low carb and all that Kind of like if, if you go completely like no carb and on fat, it kind of gets you over your fear of fat. That's a good slogan right there. Get over the fear of fat. And then you end up uh, not avoiding it anymore and you eat it uh, in your diet. And then you learn uh, how you don't need to eat quite so much food because um, you know fat does have more calories in it. So you don't need to eat quite as much. But then... Now that you have more fat in your diet, you go longer without needing to, uh, to eat all the time. And then what happens is on the bike and the run, uh, on the swim, you, uh, you cruise along and you don't bonk uh, anywhere near as fast as you would. And you only need like half as many calories, uh, sugar calories as you did before because your body is used to... Uh, not needing as many sugar calories to get through the day, and it's been tapping into this uh, body fat. So the last video I saw was uh, Taryn's results on uh, how much fat he was oxidizing, uh, burning while working out, and it was a really high amount, and that's really, really cool. So he's been uh, documenting this on YouTube, and uh, this is good stuff. He's, he's following uh, the advice of, a, of the guy that won... Ironman Kona Hawaii Championships as the fast broke the record as the fastest age grouper doing this exact same thing. So it's really interesting because we get like all wrapped up in like being like going too far in the keto and then too far in all the carbs. And it turns out it's it's the middle path, but learning like what is the middle path, uh, what does that actually mean and how to do it is isn't just be in the middle. You got to learn how, and it's really cool. So go check that out, uh, Triathlon Terran. And then I guess lastly, I'll talk for a second about um, why I haven't put, been putting out so many shows lately is I had a uh, opportunity to move up in my job and uh, a spot opened up above me and I was just doubling down on, uh, on work and trying to uh, see if I could get this promotion or not. And man, after a year, they still haven't put in the, uh, they still haven't put in a person. And it's kind of like, uh, everybody just seems to be kind of over it. <laughs> All of us that are down below, you know, don't even know what's happening with it. And it's, and, uh, if I got the position, then I would need to, um, I would need, even though I would make a lot more money, I would need to quit uh, the podcast, but then I wouldn't need to do the podcast because I, one reason I do the podcast is, is I like to do the coaching, but man, uh, I really like the coaching and I really like helping people. And, um, if I don't do that, that's the thing I really like to do. And the job is more like work, work. And it's, it's something I, I, I do like it, but I, I like it a lot actually. But I don't love it like I do triathlon. So it's kind of like on one hand, uh, do a triathlon podcast and coaching, something I really, really like and love and, uh, and bring in uh, some money to pay the bills that way. 
and, and share this stuff and, and uh, help improve the world or um, make probably the same amount in another in a job where I'll probably spend just as much time because I would be uh, upper management and then uh, but in, in meetings and working late and uh, arranging cover sheets on TPS reports like crazy and uh, in the end, it's probably the same amount of work for the same amount of money. And it's uh, uh, doing something that I, I, is all right uh, versus uh, what, what I love. So I uh, recently kind of in my mind, I was like, you know what? I've tried as hard as I can to get the position. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing wrong. So uh, I do know what I do right. And that's uh, the Zentri podcast. So I'm, I'm turning back around and uh, doubling not doubling down, going back to doing uh, more of the podcast. I definitely didn't stop. I was just doing it when I had time. Uh, I missed doing it and I want to do it all the time. It's just uh, work was uh, getting in the way. Oh, and I had a new employee that I had to spend a lot of time training and, and uh, of course, the Boy Scouts, uh, being a Scoutmaster and all that stuff. Uh, life just got really, really busy. And Kai's a teenager now and he's, um, uh, as a, I try to be the best dad I can be and um, and be there for him a lot and that's uh that takes a lot of time and um i grew up with um my dad's awesome and uh but the the career that he had he was out of town a lot and that sucked and um like a lot and i've kind of tried to orient my life to uh, not be to be the opposite um I'm not mad at my dad at all about it. I think it's, uh, he, he was, I just talk about him constantly and uh, how awesome he is and all that stuff. So um, he was an assistant scoutmaster in my Boy Scout troop. And, and when he was at the house, uh, it was totally awesome. He's just had this career where he, he had to travel a lot. And um, I'm trying to um, not undo that. It's just, uh, I'm trying to be there uh, for my son as much as I can, I guess, uh, just kind of be the opposite just to, to, you know, just as much as I can. I don't think I have major issues about or anything. It's just really nice to be there. Uh, Kai has a track meet, you know, and I can go watch it. And, uh, yeah, we do triathlons together and you do this together and that together and, and, uh, be there, uh, with him and be, have dinner at home every night and stuff. And, and, um, yeah, it's actually really, really cool. So there's all that. I guess that's a lot about my personal life. But anyway, I had a uh, also some thinking about, um, I was listening to a podcast about mm, reinventing yourself and motivation. And I love podcasts like that and, and personal productivity. And, uh, at some point, uh, to be to be relevant, you have to keep reinventing yourself. And I was uh, listening to that. I listened to it twice, and I was like, "Man, yeah, you know what? With Zentry, the thing that I do really well with Zentry is just lots of little tips about how to optimize uh, triathlon training and also optimize your uh, point of view." So I was like, "Man, all I got to do for to put out a regular podcast." It's just all the tons and tons and tons of little tips that uh, I do all the time uh, that I pick up on and I observe and I just need to record them and put them in the show and put them out there and um, 
and the results I get from them. And that's a podcast. That's a podcast. It's not that hard. So that's what I'm going to get back to doing more of and keep doing it. Uh, just one off the top of my head. You know, uh, you can do 220 minus your age and, or is it 180 minus your age? Yeah, it's 180 minus your age. And then uh, that is probably your breaking point for um, on your heart rate uh, for when you're not gonna be able to digest very much food. And I've been watching that while I'm on the bike and on the run and it works like clockwork. I'm 45 and so that's 135. And there's some leeway in this. The more trained you are, you can go a little bit higher. But uh, when I start getting up to 140, I can only eat about 100 calories per hour. If that, and if I'm below 135, if I'm around 130, man, I can put down the calories. So if you're doing an Ironman, uh, use that number for, uh, and you wonder why sometimes you get sick or you're out training or whatever, and sometimes you get sick, uh, your fuel, uh, look at your heart rate and then say, oh, man, uh, I just can't digest stuff if I'm... Uh, you, the blood that would go to your stomach to digest stuff is busy. It's uh, in your muscles because you're going too hard. So if you back off the effort, then you, um, you'll you actually be able to take in the calories. And then with those calories, you'll be able to go longer. And that's that one saying, to go uh, longer, you got to go slower. To go faster, you got to go slower. And it actually works. It's just a time, you know, like over a long period of time. That's the difference. You notice sometimes like uh, if you're going uphill over a long climb, you know, you get to the top and you just cannot eat. You feel like you're going to get sick. And that's because your heart rate goes up when you're going uphill. So it's the same thing. All right, that's enough junk. Let's go ahead and uh, get going with the show here. We pick up with me um, probably, as always, leaving the pool. <laughs> and, uh, and then a whole bunch of commentary on stuff that's been uh, going on lately. All right, here we go. All right. Got an interesting show. Hopefully, we've got audio <laughs> that our buddy Triboomer recorded from a sprint triathlon that Kai and I went and did up in the Dallas area. Keller, which is uh, north, just a little bit north of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. And that was a, that was a blast. And let's see, uh, I've got a treadmill update. Got a really nice treadmill and uh, been learning some tips and tricks with that. And then, yeah, uh, Kai and I, uh, we, we went on a Boy Scout camp out to Enchanted Rock and did a bunch of hiking. And it's amazing when you uh, take a break from training, you actually get a little bit faster. You come back and uh, power numbers are up, like really nice. The uh, other day, after coming back from three days off, I did two hours at... 272 watts which was absolutely crazy on the bike that's like a 24 and a half miles per hour for me <laughs> which would be like a i don't know like a 445 uh iron man bike time i was like wow and then the next day i was just destroyed my legs were just trashed i was like well and that wasn't a good idea but anyway i'm always learning we're always still learning uh the big thing for me is, you know, you got to do intervals to improve. You got to do some. The question is, is how much? It's so difficult figuring out how much. That's the magic. And 
lately I was thinking, you know, do you do five? Okay, so if you were doing a single sport, you would do between 12 and 20 something minutes of interval work uh, per workout and two, three times a week. But because we're doing triathlon, we're literally doing three times as much stuff. So you do like maybe a third that amount of interval time. Because I was on the treadmill and if if I do more than a few minutes of hill work, well then, or same thing on the bike, well then the next day I'm, I'm uh, struggling a little bit and uh, my form's kind of messed up. And I guess we'll go ahead and do a little bit of the treadmill update. I got a Proform oh, 9000 series. No, I forgot the number, but it's the cheapest one that is still around $900. And oh my gosh, it's so wonderful being able to run on flat ground when I want. I live in a slightly hilly neighborhood with no flat at all. So I started off running downhill and, you know, bangs into my heels and I'm trying to recover a heel injury, which <laughs> doesn't help. So getting on the treadmill and starting off slow, uh, it's really nice to have a controlled environment and I can figure out um, what actually aggravates things and stuff. And the other day I, I worked myself up to doing some hill intervals and then the, the did like hill at 20 minutes, another hill at uh, like 40 minutes, another hill at 60 minutes. And uh, following that, my, uh, my injury flared up. And also when I was running, I was, I noticed I was running kind of beat up and, and slow. I was like, what is going on? And I think I've connected some dots that, um, to do the interval work at the very, very, very end when running, because that messes up your form. And if you if you don't have any kind of injuries, that doesn't really matter. But if you have uh, if you have an injury and then you're running with bad form, that in my case it seems to be making my uh, foot injury. I've got kind of a heel spur plantar fasciitis uh, kind of thing. Uh, seems to uh, make it flare up and worse the next few days. And I've noticed that if I run slower, then I actually am worse. My my foot hurts worse. And is that because when you jog, because you're going slower, you're banging up and down. And if you run faster, then you're more efficient. The thing is, is you've got to have the energy to run faster. And then it goes back to the interval thing of how much you know interval work to do so that you don't do so much that you're just wrecked and then have to jog slow just to go put out miles. But anyway, I don't like talking about injury stuff too much because that's depressing. Let's move on to, oh, wait, we're going to do uh, more treadmill notes. I forgot I want to change lanes, but there's a guy uh, just killing it over here. All right. I see. Your truck can do a 1,000 miles per hour. That's pretty cool. Anyway, I got the treadmill that has an iPad holder up high. And being a taller person, especially, this is awesome because it helps my running form to not look down. Uh, if you have a TV in front of your treadmill, you know you really don't have this problem. But, wow, it's so great. So, on YouTube, I go and load up... Uh, videos that are watched later and I tend to watch like triathlon or GTN or GCN global cycling network global triathlon network uh, tips you know stuff like that and also we went and test drove a Kia Telluride which oh my god that car is awesome 
and we might end up getting one of those. So go check that out and enjoy those videos. The car's a trip. Anyway, and you have to pay extra for it to show your heart rate. <laughs> and I'm kind of like, I don't need to pay a subscription to show my heart rate when I've got all these heart rate devices. So I've got an old 935 XT up on the, uh, I duct taped a holder for it and then I can put it up there and then watch it right next to my iPad. So I'm just jogging along watching my heart rate and uh, putting in hills as needed. And oh my gosh, it's wonderful. So it's a pro form. Uh, it's, yeah, it's the one that's about 900 something dollars. Uh, saved up forever and paid for it in cash. So I'm super excited about it that we don't owe on it. <laughs> and okay, so that's the, the treadmill stuff. So Kai and I went and did a uh, sprint triathlon in Keller, Texas, and it was the Keller St. Patrick's Day race. And Triboomer, our old buddy Triboomer, Tri uh, lives in the area. Packet pickup was like a mile from his house. <laughs> and um, oh yeah, I've got an interview with, uh, no, I don't think I recorded. I just talked with him. Uh, Trent Nix that owns... Um, the tri shop in Plano in Dallas and talk to him about bikes and that was really cool I think I talk about it later in the show and uh, it was cold so I wore a long sleeve under armor that's like two sizes too small uh, over my uh, swim over my triathlon kit after I got on the bike so it took an extra minute to put that thing on and it's a 50 meter pool, which was awesome. And uh, it was just really, really nice. And I did the, the uh, swim in uh, just under five minutes, 300 meter swim, uh, flip turns and uh, swimming with a tra uh, not the most tight fitting, uh, you know, sleeveless uh, two piece triathlon kit. It's not ideal. Uh, Kai did it in just over five minutes. So I only beat him by like, like say 10 seconds or something like that. And he's wearing a uh, one-piece uh, tri-kit, uh, which is uh, way faster. I noticed pushing off the walls, and I'm just like, oh. And then every flip turn was, like, under the lane rope, so that kind of slows you down and stuff. So um, comparatively, I did pretty good on the swim. I just wasn't too excited about my swim time. Um, but, oh, I did win. I won my age group in the swim, and there was, like, 40-something people in my age group maybe. Is that true? And then on the bike, a disaster struck. <laughs> we drove the bike course ahead of time and it was really great pavement, like fantastic. Up and down, some nice little hills. Uh, challenging bike course, but short. So it made it really fun. Kai was on a road bike. He's got an aero road bike, a giant Propel, which is really good road bike. And uh, no aero bars though. He hasn't uh, worked his way up to those yet. And then, oh, Kai is uh, 14, by the way. But he's raced triathlon since he was like six. <laughs> and then uh, I was on my Trek Speed Concept. And come on, I'm waiting for somebody to turn here. Who happens to be a police officer? And I got a flat tire on the rear. And it's second, third, fourth time I've gotten one. And it's on the inside of the tube. Oh, and I was flying downhill like 40-something miles an hour. And 
just all of a sudden, blah, 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 like that. And you're like, oh, crap, crap, crap. And at least it wasn't the front tire. That's your first worry. Is it my front or my rear? It's my rear. But I'm still doing 40 downhill and uh, trying to rein the bike in. I'm so glad I had my brakes worked on. And I got to run into W to the ERK. Sorry for the suspense. <laughs> I'll tell you what happened later. Who won? It's a good time. All right, we are back. <laughs> okay, so I'm going downhill, have a flat in the rear, thank God, not the front, doing high speed. And uh, I apply the rear brake and front brake gently, come to a stop, pull into a driveway. And I've got latex tubes with uh, what might be a mistake, finish line sealant in it, uh, which gets great reviews for latex. Uh, latex tubes save you a few minutes over an Ironman so they're a little bit faster, give you a better road feel too. And I start changing my tire. And what's what's a pain is that it's a rear uh, uh, flat, so that's harder to get the, the wheel off. It just takes a little bit longer. And it's also a, a wheel with a wheel cover, a disc wheel cover on it. And on top of that, let's see, uh, I've got a flat kit in my... Uh, Trek Speed Concept uh, Speed Box uh, behind the saddle, behind the seat post, and pull that out. And it's a uh, if you ever use latex tubes, don't use latex tubes as your spare. A CO2 leaks right out of it, so you can inflate your tire with the CO2, and then <laughs> you'll be you'll be uh, riding on a flat tire in about two minutes. Again, I learned that lesson hard one time. But anyway. I uh, start changing the tire. Some lady stopped and was like thinking that she needed to help me or something like that. But she was blocking the course. So like race judges were like, get out of the way. They yelled her to get out of the way. Uh, I had GPS on. I was using a Garmin Phoenix 5 and with GPS on it. I raced with no bike computer because it was only a 12 mile bike ride. So I figured I didn't really need it. And it would just be uh, slow me down with trying to turn it on so after the race, I looked at my results and I was stopped almost eight minutes on the dot, uh, changing a flat tire, um, which has to do with it being a rear. And, and, uh, and also I was spending a little bit of extra time like trying to figure out what was uh, caused the flat. I love, you know, feeling inside the tire, make sure I don't just put another tube in and have another flat. And the hole was actually, um, this place I keep getting flats, which might be a spoke hole. Latex likes to stretch really far and get into places that normal tubes don't. And then they blow out because they hit things. And um, so I was like, again? <laughs> and um, so I don't forget, I'll mention now, I ordered Velo plugs, V-E-L-O-P-L-U-G-S, to... Um, to put in spoke holes instead of rim tape. And my rim tape is like cloth and it's really old and that's like a formula for disaster for, uh, even though it looks fine, that's apparently you're pushing your luck with uh, latex tubes for sure. So I uh, got back on the bike. Uh, I was halfway through the first lap and it was two laps. And went around, did the, uh, finished the first lap, did the second lap and got off the bike and then ran 
and the run's really nice. Again, this is the St. Patrick's Day. It's also the same course for the Monster Mash or something like that. Uh, Triathlon in Keller, K-E-L-L-E-R, uh, in the fall. Uh, A++ course, really great. Out and back run on a uh, jogging path that's at times next to a golf course, I think. Um, so it's just a, a pleasant jog. It has a couple little hills in the, in the run, um, but nothing too uh, crazy. I saw a 55-year-old man that was wearing Iron Man stuff. So he's probably done an Iron Man or Iron Man 70.3. Cut the cones on a, on a turn, and I yelled at him and said, Hey, don't cut the course. And so that was that. Um, Cross the finish line. Oh, it was cold. And I wore cycling gloves and this Under Armour race top and uh, to stay warm on the bike. And I'm so glad I did it. Actually, it added an extra minute, but everybody was complaining about how cold they were. And I was actually quite comfortable. And I think the joke is, is I'm too old to be uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm paying good money for this. You know, hotel, race entry feed, gas, food, restaurant, you know, all the stuff for me and uh, Kai and then also for Emily and I'm not going to be miserable out on the race course so I spent one extra it's probably 30 seconds I think my transition time would look like it was about 30 seconds to a minute slower than everybody else I was trying to get this under armor top on which is hard when you're wet and then for the run I took it back off again it only took a second um, and oh, on the out and back uh, Kai started catching me he started a few minutes behind me on the swim and I didn't see him at all on the, on the swim or the bike. And I was like the 29th swimmer to start out of hundreds. And then, yeah, started the run, finished the run. They had beer afterwards, like I said, at St. Patty's. Had a couple IPAs with Tri-Boomer. And then uh, Kai came in. Well, I had like half of an IPA and then Kai came in and then I celebrated and had another IPA and Kai came in and then we started trying to compare times and uh, Kai beat me by a few minutes. But then also if I didn't have a flat tire, then I would have won, but that's racing. And uh, so technically he won straight up one. And so, and also I'm very excited that he won. So, uh, definitely willing to, to throw that flat tire in there and say you know that's you earned that dude <laughs> you earned the win that was pretty awesome and um another cool so uh i was really impressed with the timing they had the race results done oh it's a 5k run by the way they had the race results done on our drive home i started looking it up on the internet and then with more looking probably later, I figured out that I had for my age group, I had the fastest swim. And also if uh, I didn't have my flat tire, if I took eight minutes off my bike time, then I would have right about tied or had the fastest bike split. So that was really exciting. And, but as it was, I, I had, you know, whatever place. Uh, I ended up with like, shoot, I don't remember what my bike split was. doesn't really matter. But, uh, yeah, and, and if I, I averaged an 8.30 run pace, and I, was, I was 
barely holding back on the run and just trying to jog it without hurting my foot. And uh, that one, that one great. Uh, but I was pushing it pretty good. I just didn't like kill myself. And then <clears throat> for total results, if I took eight minutes off my time, then I would have right about tied for third in my age group, which had like 45 people in it. But as it was, I got like 15th or something like that. I don't remember now. And um, that was that was really cool because it's a really competitive age group. It was huge. And then I think I got maybe 16th overall or something. I don't, I don't really remember. Having a flat tire on your bike like really screws up everything. <laughs> so uh, even though I had a flat tire and it kind of ruined technically quote-unquote ruined my race um, I actually had a really good time and it was cool to find a, a race that's a sprint that has um, a really good race course so I just wanted to recommend it uh, any race that's at that location that starts off at the uh, Keller natatorium and then does these uh, loops and then a run down that jog path uh, that's a that's a A plus plus location. Definitely check it out. All right, I'm at the house. I'm going to actually have some lunch. And I also dropped off Kai's mountain bike at the bike shop to um, to get worked on. I think I already mentioned that. And I can't get past this. I got a mail truck in front of me. I don't want to pass him because the uh, street's too narrow. <laughs> uh, see whatever oh the bike shop has a dog that was really cool and yeah i've been following um triathlon taron at his uh puerto rico race very impressive very impressive and then now he's going to go into uh a low carb high fat we're going to watch how that goes <laughs> all right uh i'll be right back hold on bing all right, we are back. We've got some uh, triathlon news, actually. Let's see, we've got two new products. I love this stuff. We've got uh, a new helmet material from Trek slash Bontrager. And what was the other thing? Oh, <laughs> one of the biggest things in the world is um, a new Cervelo, which is recognized as the... Uh, Pretty much, along with the Trek Speed concept, now that, this doesn't mean it's true, but they're recognized as uh, pretty much the fastest bike in triathlon. And the new P5 has, uh, it's really, I think it's UCI legal. So it doesn't have crazy shapes on the tubes. And it doesn't have all the integration of storage like the p5x which is ridiculously expensive and oh look the blue bonnets are out squirrel moment but anyway uh go check it out and uh the the biggest complaints are well there's not enough integrated storage and uh you know like a like some bikes now like the if you're going to release a new bike then um, now a lot of companies are figuring out ways to add storage like 
like the Trek Speed Concept has a draft box on the back. And then you can put things on the back. You know, I used it for my uh, flat tire. My, uh, it's got a ton of storage room and it's a really good place to put it. And uh, why it doesn't even have that, you know, like at least add that, uh, which I agree with. <laughs> and Cervelo's uh, line of responses. Well then, you know, just get the P5X. That's the one that's really made for triathlon. It's like, are you freaking kidding me? That bike is like starts at 12 grand. Uh, ugh, oh my gosh, good luck. And yeah, so uh, otherwise, let's see. There was something they did to the seat post. The seat post has the, um, I think it has the piece on it where you can attach uh, bottles to it a whole lot easier. So check that out. Yeah, it's got a uh, top tube, uh, bento box for snacks, snackage. And you know, it's 10% faster and 15% stiffer like here and there, which is crazy how every year uh, we manage to do that with everything. So yeah, go check that out. That's a, uh, a relatively uh, cool bike if you're in the market for a real high-end race bike. It's very expensive. It starts at, you know, like six grand or something like that without race wheels. I'm not sure about the exact price. You start adding in race wheels and stuff like that. It's up there. And then uh, in what could be considered as either marketing genius or marketing complete failure, <laughs> Trek... Uh, started announcing a while back uh, to follow them because they had a major announcement. Something that happens only once in 30 years. 30 years ago is when they introduced carbon fiber as a frame material, for example. So you're really pushing it when you say, a once in 30 years. And they showed this material. And on Slow Twitch, I was the first to call it. Now, a lot of people knew about it before I did, but I was the first to call it because some people who were on the inside said, it's not, you're gonna be, you're gonna be disappointed. <laughs> it's great, but it's not what you think it is. And if you think it's a new frame material that's gonna be cheaper, faster, better, lighter, $6 million man, then yeah, it's not that. And I was like, oh, what would that be? What would be like important, but not that, that would be awesome, but people just wouldn't care about it. I thought, oh, a new helmet. And I was right. Hold on, coffee soap. Mm. There's a name for if you hate hearing uh, people, and I'm talking like really hate, like if it really makes you ill, uh, people drinking or eating. Misophonia. Sophonia is sound, and miso is, uh, or miss, you know, is bad or, or uh, not good. Anyway, the uh, Trek people came out and announced it on their day. And yeah, it turns out it's a uh, helmet material. Now the thing is, is it's awesome. Like, it seems like it's awesome. I haven't ridden with one. And if it's, uh, if it's, as awesome as I hope it is, that means that it's act the material because it's like this open weave mesh kind of stuff that it'll actually be um, cooler. So there, the fact that it it's like way way better as far as impacts uh, against concussions go, then because uh, it slips on your head a little bit, you gotta go check out the videos. Uh, it's called Wave Cell, 
but also that it's um, a side effect of this un- unintended consequence is it might be a much cooler material and if you bike predominantly in hot weather like I do uh, anything helps I'm talking about anything so I would uh, go check it out and I, I was uh, uh, excited to um, to think about this this one idea across my head but you don't want to do this okay don't do what I'm saying but you could soak it in water that material like say you um, put dump it in water and then freeze it overnight then you'll have an ice pack um, on your head during a really hot ride wouldn't that be kind of crazy if you could put and then because it's open weave right so the water would stay in it um, but then the problem with that god oh my god that would add a ton I just thought that would change the characteristics of the impact uh, a block of ice instead of mesh that would be bad never mind this is a terrible idea and then the uh, yeah here's a here's a real unintended bad consequence somebody goes like me goes oh I think I'm smart I will and it's hot where I live I'm gonna put this thing in in a bowl of water and uh, put it in the freezer overnight and then while I'm riding with it, it'll drip cold ice water down my uh, down my head, and I'll be able to ride faster, farther, longer during an Ironman or something like that, right? Bad idea. <laughs> what is that gonna do? Uh, one, it'll make your helmet like you're wearing, like I said, a block of ice on your head. But then also, there's a thing with weight. If the, you don't want your helmet to weigh too much because um, that turns your head into a, it turns your neck into a lever, and that's how like you, you roll your ankle and break your ankle. Uh, imagine this heavy weight on your head, and then you slam in this something with your shoulder. Well, now your head is like a, like a slingshot uh, at the end of your neck, and it, it rubber band your neck rubber bands and whips your head even harder. Your head finally does hit something that's like a block of ice oh my gosh that would be terrible let's see uh i've got some other triathlon fun uh maybe i'll try to weave it into the show uh kai and i are going to do uh an xterra we signed up at the last minute i think we already talked about that took his bike in got it worked on and um my bike, my front tire was flat. My mountain bike, I haven't ridden it in a while. So I put air into it a few days ago. And then um, checked it every day. So this is uh, three days ago I put air in. And yesterday and today, it's still holding air. And it's got slime in the tubes, like the classic slime. I found for mountain biking, for mountain bikes with inner tubes, that uh, slime works fine oh that reminds me i should have a i should have a spare tire for this race and uh it's a sprint but it's put on by xterra it's at lake Bryan. it's the blue bonnet if you want to go look it up um 800 meter swim 12 mile mountain bike race and 6k run for whatever reason instead of a 5k run probably just that's the only way they could make it and so uh, I got two training tips for you. 
One is before you go do a race you've never done before, go look at the finishing times and then you have an idea how long you're gonna be out there and then that's what I was telling Kai. I said it looks like it's gonna take you about two hours. It looks like the bike is gonna take you well over an hour, like an hour and 20, hour and 30 minutes maybe. So that's what you plan for is by time and pace, pace yourself by that. It's really, really smart. And because then otherwise you'll go into you know, a race uh, going too hard too early and then blowing up and then going, when is this thing going to be over? And then another really cool training tip. I can't believe it's taken me this long to do it. Uh, with a permanent marker, I wrote on the scoops that I use for my different fuels, how many calories per scoop. So if you buy big powdered Gatorade, it's 220 calories for the big scoop. But then you know, it's like if I do half a scoop, that's about 110 calories. And uh, if you do, uh, what is it? I got Tailwind and uh, that's 100 calories per scoop. It says really easily on the bag that it's about 100 calories. And, um, but still, while I was at it, I wrote it on that one. And then what was another one that I did? Oh, I've got powdered maltodextrin, and I think it's 120 calories. I weighed it and then multiplied grams times four, and uh, that's uh, how many calories per um, per scoop. And I think it was like 120 on there. So now when I make stuff, I know um, how many calories when I start mixing and matching scoops. Because if it's cold, I don't need anywhere near as much sodium. If it's hotter, I need more sodium. And then I've got these different things, you know, maltodextrin, regular Gatorade. Oh, Gatorade Endurance was another one. It's uh, 60 calories for the little scoop because one serving is two scoops. So it's 60 calories per little scoop and that's really high in sodium and it's got a little bit of maltodextrin in it, unlike uh, regular Gatorade. So I've got all these different scoops and I wrote these numbers right on the scoops with a permanent marker uh, on the underside or the side of the scoop. You know, 100 cals, 60 cals, stuff like that. I recommend it. Since I've done that, it is awesome. All right, I got to go into W to the ERK. Out, bang. Let's go. All right, I'm back. I'm leaving the pool. Man, the bike news keeps on coming. Another new Cervelo. When is Trek going to make a new bike? I bet you they're panicking. <laughs> oh, man. Let's see, I'm at the... In Tri Mobile Studios, the Nissan Xterra, and I have a Sea Sucker bike rack on the back. So you got to look them up. Sea Sucker, as in sea, as in the ocean. I'll give it a little pump here on this one side. Increase the suction. Yeah. So they, it's a suction system, suction cup. So then you mount your bike rack to something. I guess you could do your paint. I guess you could obviously do your paint. But uh, this one's mounted to the glass on the back of my Nissan Xterra. And we're gonna do an experiment and see how it works. But anyway, that's a whole different project. See, Cervelo introduced a cheaper P5X, which is a beam bike, or it doesn't have a seat. Seat post, uh, what is that called? Anyway, hold on, I'm getting my stuff set up in the back of my car pulling out my towels towel swam easy non-stop keeping the same pace I was swimming a 123 
for a long time. And then I think what happens is the muscles finally start to tighten up. You're not as uh, flexible. About 20 minutes left, I, uh, I become stagnant and go back to a 124 per 100 yard pace. And then after a while, uh, the last few minutes, I even have trouble doing that. So then I hammer out a, a sprint the last couple of minutes. Like that's a little interval. And that makes me a little better next time in two days. It's just like that. You get a little bit of form, a lot of form work at the beginning. And then a nice medium long sweet spot interval as things start to get a little difficult towards the end. But trying to keep it even and trying to keep the same number of strokes crossing the pool. I do eight on the right hand side. Hold please. So the, uh, it's called the P3X. Um, it's got improvements over the P5X and uh, handlebars don't collapse. So that's a little bit lighter. And uh, let's see, what else does it have? It doesn't have the down tube in the front that follows the front wheel so far down, but it does follow it down somewhat with a detachable draft box and they're doing something that I've looked at for a long time is uh, somebody ought to invent a detachable down tube draft box that's arrow um, that you put right in front of your bottom bracket. So kind of like a flat arrow bottle, like a water bottle, but that you can put uh, whatever you want in it because you're not gonna put water in that because you can't get to it. And that would be really, really cool. Another smart place to put stuff. And if you put stuff below the axles of the wheels, it's actually stabilizing. It wants to uh, recenter the bike. It's pretty cool. So it actually enhanced the uh, straight line stability of the bike if you put weight down there. It's like a keel on a boat. If you, uh, imagine if you filled it with uh, water and then had a tube running down into it. Oh my gosh, that would be crazy. But anyway, nobody's ever gonna do that. <laughs> Let's see, so there was the new bike, uh, Tim O'Donnell, uh, also known as Miranda Carfrey's husband, was in a uh, nasty bike wreck. He hit something and went over the handlebars, and the road rash is unbelievable. It's pretty wild how his uh, kit got torn up. He seems to be fine. He broke some ribs. Uh, that was the other piece of triathlon news, but there's more. Oh, you can see his uh, pics on Instagram if you Google him. He's also the uh, pretty much, is he still the fastest American at Kona? Which is an American race dominated by Europeans and Australians. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, I was going to talk a little bit about uh, training method. So on Zwift... I switched over from, from a triathlon bike uh, to the Tron bike. If you run, if you uh, ride Zwift enough, you start you can start getting faster and faster bikes. And I didn't want to give up the speed of an aero bike, but I wanted to try something out. And if you're on a triathlon bike, you can't draft off of people. Well, you don't get the uh, draft boost of being behind somebody. You only get it on the. Um, 
on a road bike. Well, the Tron bike counts as a road bike, and it's pretty much the fastest road bike. I ought to look into that and see if it's still the fastest road bike, because I, I don't like the glowing wheels uh, distract me a little bit while I'm trying to ride. But, anywho, uh, I found that, so what I wanted to do was practice the slingshot. So the slingshot is when you do, uh, you pedal up behind somebody and you draft off of them on purpose as right before you pass them. So let's say there's somebody in front of you on the bike and they're 100 meters down the road and pedal, 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 you start gaining on them and then eventually you end up, I think it's like 20 meters behind them. And you can't tell at 20 meters, but you're starting to get a little bit of a draft benefit. And so what you do is you stay uh, behind them in their draft zone as you keep catching them. And then you get almost as close to them, respectfully, that you can to their rear wheel right behind them in their draft zone before you swing out to the side to pass them. And it's called slingshotting. And... It's uh, actually really fast. You can increase your miles per hour while you're behind that person by like two, three miles per hour as you um, as you slingshot by briefly, but it adds up. So if you're ever in the um, back of a triathlon like Galveston and you happen to be in one of the last waves, which is a huge pain in the ass, because there's so many waves because they jump off of a pier. So it's wave after wave after wave after wave. Well, um, and people are pissed off. You know, they're like, I hate being in the back. I hate being in the back. Well, the thing about being in the back is you can slingshot off of people all bike ride long because there's so many people in front of you. Uh, You just have to be a little bit more careful, but it's um, once you get used to it, it's really cool. So I thought I'd do that in Zwift, right? I'm slingshotting uh, past people. And now that they've changed it so that you can ride whatever world you want, I, I ride Watopia all the time and because uh, I just like it. And uh, there's fewer people, so it's a little bit more like a, like a race, like a triathlon race, a long triathlon race. So every minute or so, I'll catch up to somebody and uh, slingshot past them. So there's two things that is really cool about this. Uh, the gamification of that makes the time go by way faster. It is so much more fun. Uh, the time goes by uh, doing that. I listen to um, like uh, positive hip hop rap, not totally gangster rap, uh, while I'm going. So I've got an up, upbeat music. I'm catching up to people and then uh, passing them, which is fun because it's random right so it makes it interesting every time i don't know what i don't know what any workout's going to be like exactly but at the same time what i try to do is ride conservatively uh but then what happens is is trying to catch up to somebody to draft off of them you actually overdo it just a tiny bit even though you're trying to ride conservatively but then if you imagine you're in the real world while you're behind them for a brief moment you kind of relax right so back off a little bit and then um, what happens is as far as physiologically with the training these little surges of up and down up and down of like differences uh, imperceptible somewhat you know 20 30 watts just constantly 
every few minutes, every minute really, um, I've noticed that the training effect is incredible. You're getting all this different stimulus and different stimuli and it's really, really good. And just after a couple of rides of doing that, I noticed that my pedaling form had changed just a little bit to be more efficient and more powerful. And two rides ago, I averaged, was it 268 watts for the ride? Normalized power, by the way. That takes into account surging, how much power you put out. And then, that was uh, three days ago, and then yesterday, I went and did it again, and I averaged 272 watts, and it felt easy. Like, not totally easy, but it felt fun, and it wasn't, I never went like too hard, like too, too hard, you know, because I was going um, pretty mellow. Uh, or trying, to, I was trying to relax more often as I would catch my breath after I'd caught up to somebody. So like you, you push it a little bit to um, get in somebody's draft zone, right? So that's like a little, that's like a little tiny little interval. And then you relax a little bit uh, once you get into their draft zone. And that's like a little bit of a break and lets you recharge a little bit. So you just keep repeating that. You just go up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down like that. And it creates like this amazing uh, training effect. It's really good without ever going like, because you're, you told yourself this isn't, I'm not gonna like sprint or anything like that or try to beat everybody to everywhere. Then you go, um, you're never going like too, too hard, but you're getting in these tiny little intervals for short briefs amount of time. And then the other thing is unlike riding on the trainer um, regularly is this much more simulates uh, what you're gonna do out on the open road. So that when you actually do this out on the open road, have to do this out on the open road, you're so well trained for it. It's like so easy <laughs> to catch up to somebody and then relax, catch up somebody and then relax. Oh, it's awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, that's it. I gotta go in to the training work zone. <laughs> Sit at my desk and earn some dollars. All right, out, bang. All right, that is a show. If you want to support Zen and the Art of Triathlon and keep me from having to uh, go out and get a promotion to pay the bills and then give up the podcasting entirely, <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't think I'll ever be able to give it up. This is the longest running podcast in triathlon in endurance sports entirely. It's never going to stop. Anyway, if uh, you want to help support the show, it is so easy to do. Go to zentrathon.com and look for the uh, donate button. You can do a one-time or recurring donation. And also um, hit me up for coaching. You know how to get in touch with me. I make it hard for you to get in touch with me, how to figure out how to get in touch with me. That way, uh, that keeps out the, uh, the riffraff and only serious people with serious triathlon goals can push through and actually find me. That's a that's a Zen master trick, actually. I want to become enlightened. Let me into your monastery. No, there's no room. <laughs> come again, one year. They come back a year later. No room. And they come back two years later. They go, yeah, I might have some room. Anyway, they only want people that really want it. Anyway, uh, 
that was an odd story. Also, check out uh, protriathlontraining.com. Pro triathlon, not triathlete, pro triathlon training.com. And that's uh, Triathlon Terran's uh, video course, online courses uh, program. I dig it. I think it's pretty cool. And I've watched the swimming one. I'll probably check out the uh, biking one because I want to see. I've I really uh, have improved my uh, bike intervals lately. And I want to see uh, what else I can do on that thing with, uh, you want to get the advice from the people that are really, really fast. And then you kind of like modify it a little bit so that, um, it works for you. But in general, do what the fast people do. And, uh, that's it. So, uh, I'll talk to y'all next episode. We've got, uh, some Xterra, uh, triathlon racing details, uh, how I almost died, uh, two times and it'll be a good show. All right. With lots more tips. So that's it. Everybody stay safe out there. Work the uphills, cruise the downhills, and keep the rubber side down. Out.